Hi, this is Mo Oster, MISNI's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. My apologies for no podcast last week. I was helping my oldest daughter move in for her freshman year at a university in Connecticut. Given that Connecticut, like New York, has one of the lowest COVID infection rates in the country, we have our fingers crossed that her university able to get through the semester without having to go fully virtual. However, given what has happened at several colleges across the country over the last week, I wish I could be more optimistic. At these colleges, there have been large gatherings where the students failed to properly mask and follow appropriate social distancing protocols, causing significant COVID outbreaks on those campuses that have forced these colleges to have to go virtual and undermine the significant progress in combating COVID that we have made since the dark days of spring. The news on the COVID front in New York continues to improve, as it was announced today that our hospitalizations for COVID in New York had dipped below 500, and the positive testing rate continues to be well below 1%. Last week, MISNI President Dr. Bonnie Litvak testified in a joint Assembly Senate hearing looking at COVID-19 in hospitals. Dr. Litvak's testimony raised a number of critical issues that impacted and still continue to impact physician delivery of patient care, including one, physician burnout, which is already a growing problem, but then the pandemic made it even worse. She specifically noted MISNI's new peer-to-peer program to assist physicians who could be suffering from burnout. She also discussed the challenges of finding available and affordable personal protective equipment, or PPE. She discussed ensuring the ability of patients receive medically necessary elective surgery in the event of a second surge, including raising concerns with excessively strict restrictive covenants that have prevented physicians from serving in hard-hit areas. We also raised significant concerns with the governor's continuing executive orders waiving existing statutory physician supervision or collaboration requirements with various non-physicians, including physician assistants, NPs, and CRNAs. While we had significant concerns with the initial waiver in March, we did recognize it as one approach to address the all-hands-on-deck that was necessary then. It is no longer necessary now. Also of concern on the scope front this week, Federal Health and Human Services Department issued an amendment that authorized all state licensed pharmacists to administer all vaccinations to kids aged 3 to 18. This would potentially override many contradictory state laws that prohibit pharmacists from immunizing children. For example, in New York, a pharmacist is authorized under statute to provide numerous immunizations for those 18 and over, but for children, they may only provide the flu vaccine. Dr. Litvak issued a statement that we shared the concerns of the American Academy of Pediatrics, noting that this misguided proposal will only lead to a further fragmentation of a child's healthcare by taking children out of the medical home with their pediatrician where they're able to get immunized, get screened for developmental milestones, and get the medical care that they need. If this goes forward, it could have significant implications for the long-term health care of children. We are checking with the AMA whether a federal agency has legal authority to preempt a contrary state law in the absence of a federal statute. Stay tuned for further detail. Back to New York, we continue to urge physicians to contact the governor to ask him to veto misguided legislation that would, among other provisions, require physicians to post conspicuous signage in their offices regarding how a patient could file a complaint to the OPMC.
Despite strong opposition, the bill passed the legislature during its July session. Misney recently met with the governor's office on this and noted that this bill, if signed into law, would create unnecessary distrust in the patient-physician relationship. As it is common for patients to feel nervous when they arrive at a physician's office, we have raised concerns that a stark reminder about how they can file a complaint against those very physicians who are there to help them upon entering the office or waiting to be seen will only increase their anxiety and create unnecessary confusion. Please go to the MISNI website to send a letter to the governor opposing this legislation. Please also make it a point to text MISNI, M-S-S-N-Y, to 52886 to join MISNI's grassroots network. Changing directions. Let me again remind you that September 30th is the deadline for having to complete your three-hour pain management course review and that you can obtain these credits by taking the course that MISNI has put together that is on our cme.misni.org website. Again, cme.misni.org. Of course, while on the CME website, please look to our many recorded programs on a multitude of topics, including issues related to COVID and providing care to our veterans. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, be updated on the litany of policy issues affecting patient care delivery in New York. The topics that I talk about just represent a small subset of the many, many issues your lobbying team and your physician leaders are actively involved with. We will talk again next week.